now it goes. Okay. I will shut down my video if you would like it to, because that's uh, better for the audio. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Today we have Melissa Rolfs. She is a certified holistic health and life coach helping busy women break free from sugar without deprivation. After her own tumultuous history with food, she learned how to feel and express her feelings instead of using sugar and food to numb them. Once she did the inner work on healing, sugar lost its grip. No detox would ever do that. Welcome, Melissa. Tell us about your toxic relationship with sugar and food. Well, thank you, Monique. I'm so excited to be here um, with you. And my story really starts in childhood. I remember being like a seven or eight year old little girl and just hiding cookies and candy and all sorts of sugary treats in my room because there was so much unknown. There were a lot of toxic emotions. There was a lot happening in my home. And I think mm -hmm. for me, I used the sugar to kind of feel safe and to stuff those feelings because I didn't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. So it really started in childhood and carried without, you know, through my, you know, young school years and then into high school and into college and marriage and having kids. And I was using um, sugar, even as a new mom to combat feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and stressed. And it was really kind of my, my safety and my escape. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until we, my husband was traveling for work. Our son was a newborn baby, not sleeping. So I was exhausted. Our two-year-old had some food allergies and some sensory challenges we didn't know about. And on top of all of that, Monique, I had just gotten diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma. Oh my God. So it was yeah. kind of the perfect storm. <laughs> yeah. But through that series of events, that really caused me to do the inner work of healing and mm -hmm. reevaluating my relationship with food and sugar and how I was using it. And that changed everything for me. So mm -hmm. as terrible and hard and painful as it was, it was also the best thing that's happened. What, what was the, the first uh, indicator for you, uh, Melissa? I think I was just angry. I was an angry mom. I didn't like how I was showing up. I didn't like how I was parenting. Um, I didn't really like who I was being. And I mm -hmm. felt like anytime the kids weren't looking or they were taking a nap, I was like eating cookies or candy to try to, to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get it. And I think the hard thing with food is that it's something we need. It's not something that we don't need. We need food to survive. So mm -hmm. I think it can be this tricky thing of, oh, I need this because we do need food. I think it's yeah. just what type of food. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the question you, you never ask yourself in the beginning, right? right? <laughs> Because I didn't know. I didn't know that sugar no. was having that effect on me. Had I known, I probably wouldn't have touched it. But yeah, exactly. yeah I just, yes. I wasn't aware. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you came uh, aware that sugar was, was the thing you, 
how you coped with feelings? I think it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of figuring things out because even with our daughter's food allergies, we changed some of our way of eating and I noticed a difference. There were things that happened that were positive, but sugar was the one thing I wasn't willing to give up. And I would <laughs> notice after I had it that I would be really tired and then I would get crabby. And it was this vicious cycle mm -hmm. almost of me feeling like I needed it for energy and then having it, having some energy and then crashing and being really crabby along with it. So it was a lot of curiosity, a lot of um, kind of stepping back and assessing things, which I don't think we often do. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like there's power in the pause. And I think we just need to give ourselves permission to pause and yeah. take that so we can see kind of what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, we think Taking a pause in, in every way is um, tapping into, for most people, in awkwardness. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you want to fill in the space. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you used to, to, to do it. And it doesn't matter if it's food, if it's like here in, on the podcast right mm -hmm. being silent for for a second or two um being with silence is an and actually tap into what are you feeling what are you sensing in your body is absolutely important to be more aware and give your life more direction in the in the direction you want instead of reacting in a default way. 100%. And I think that's what I was doing as I was defaulting because I had not come from an environment where we talked about our feelings. We talked about what was happening in our body. Mm -hmm. That was all completely foreign to me yeah. until I actually got the diagnosis and I had to learn those things. And it was mind-blowing because now as a parent I can teach my children those things and we yeah. talk a lot about feelings and they mm -hmm. have space and permission to feel them without judgment <laughs> yeah wow that's a huge uh contribution to uh bringing your children uh, in this world thank you absolutely yes that's that's I uh, I see that as a privilege for your children Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think it's interesting too with feelings that we can be quick to judge, right? Like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, or this feeling is bad or good. But what if they're none of that? What if they just are and they're kind of and, and reflection, if you will, of what's happening in us and something that maybe needs to be addressed or, or handled or um, reconciled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, people are afraid of that. Mm -hmm. 
because I can absolutely recall I had what you had with sugar, uh, I had with work. Mm. Uh, so for me, it was easier to work hard and uh, do a lot of tasks instead of, wait a minute, what do I feel actually? Why, mm -hmm. am, why am I doing what I'm doing? So, and I felt awkward with silence in the beginning. Mm -hmm. it, was easier, it was easier for me to, to be Robocop, as I call it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like you uh, grabbing a cookie or, or uh, some sugar to, to numb your feelings. Mm -hmm. I did this with, with work. Being productive all the time. I think there's a lot of things that people use to kind of buffer their feelings, if you will. You know, for me, for you, it sounds like it was work. Um, I think shopping can be something because yeah. I've done that as well. Yep. Um, I think social media, you know, kind of checking out is another one. Um, but I've realized one thing from my journey, Monique, is when I'm okay with my feelings, I'm able to hold space for other people's as well. So mm -hmm. I remember um, before my, my healing journey began, we had a family over for dinner and we were just kind of sharing stories and she shared about how her brother had passed away. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously very painful, regardless of when it happened, that's pain, that's hurt, that's, mm -hmm. you know, could be considered trauma. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with this. And so I quickly changed the subject because I was uncomfortable kind of walking into her pain because I hadn't addressed my own. Exactly. Can you imagine how, how, how painful that must be for her? not willing to listen to her because you mm -hmm. couldn't cope with the feelings or with difficult emotions mm -hmm. to being a real friend. And I get it because I, I, I did the same. When someone was telling something difficult or of course, later on, when I, when I started as a coach, uh, you learn how to be with all kinds of feelings mm -hmm. because I could be with my own feelings, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I totally get how painful it must be for people who want to share her, their story to you, but you change the subject because you don't know how to react on that. Mm -hmm. How do you ever get a, a great connection with anyone? Mm -hmm. Because you don't have the connection with yourself. So how, how did you... Um, how did your 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 healing journey started? What was what was the the ultimate way that you're like, okay, wait a minute, I need to do something here because otherwise it's not 
it's not leaving my 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 life. What was it? I think for me, it was that PTSD diagnosis and mm -hmm. just really being tired of being the angry mom and not wanting to raise children in that environment. And so I went through therapy and I remember one of the first questions she asked was, well, how do you feel about that? And I just sat there because I had no idea. I had no idea how to even think about what I was feeling or articulate what I was feeling because I didn't feel anything. Exactly. Yeah, you feel, but you don't know, you don't have words for it. Yes. Yet. And it was, there's a phrase that she used and I still use it to this day is that when we don't deal with our feelings, they come out sideways. And so my anger was those yeah. feelings I hadn't worked through coming out sideways. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. So what was the first aha from for you to that you were like, okay, well, there is the root or this is, this is what I need to change. I think it was sitting in her office and just being so dumbfounded by that question mm -hmm. and not really knowing what to do. I think that was kind of like the, wow, okay, this isn't working any longer. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out what the root of the anger is and I need to start expressing my feelings as they come up in the moment or journaling or doing something different because bottling, stuffing, pressing down with sugar isn't serving anybody. It's mm -hmm. just making me an angry, toxic person. Mm -hmm. Did you believe to solve it or fix it as a lot of people uh, use it? I, I don't like the word fix because it's like you wouldn't be good mm -hmm. at this moment. So you need to fix yourself. Mm -hmm. I always like to uh, use the word heal uh, or transform or mm -hmm. um, pivot things in your life doesn't matter what it is but did you did you believe or trust that there could be another way there could be another you could feel differently than only anger that's a good question Yes, because I hadn't been angry my whole life. And I okay. knew that it was possible to feel other feelings besides anger, but I didn't know how to get back mm -hmm. to those, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. So somewhere down the road, you, in the past, you, you took a road that was full of anger at one mm -hmm. time. Can you recall how, what, what happened at that time that you became more angry? I think it was 
feeling completely out of control and overwhelmed as a new mom. And I felt very stuck. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person, Monique, that when I feel stuck, Mm -hmm. I try to find a solution. I'm like, nope, this doesn't work. I got to find a way out. And I felt like there was no way out. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you're pressuring yourself, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you were very um, strong-minded and not really, um, you didn't give yourself a lot of space in learning it it had to be immediately right am i right you are you you nailed it (laughs) (laughs) yes that's what i thought yeah and that's what's so fascinating as i look at myself now and i love having downtime and space Mm -hmm. and margin i really have given myself the permission to have that space because Mm -hmm. kind of like you said earlier I felt very much like I have to do to be productive or to be worthy and yeah I'm not my best when I'm in that place I'm much better when I have downtime and margin and free space and time to think and be creative and really kind of allow myself to to feel the feelings if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely and and actually in the beginning is essential because you really need to tap into um and to ask you the question what do i feel how how do i feel about this or Mm -hmm. some kind of concepts like and then you figure out oh my god actually i don't know how Mm -hmm. i feel about that and then you start to learn giving words to your feelings. And, and it, what I found in my journey, uh, um, getting away from work, 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 um, was feeling awkward at times, you know, feeling the urge like, oh, I want to do this, right? And then I was like, no, no you're not why do you want to do this right like maybe you uh, uh, asked yourself I mean I was a, a smoker for 28 years when I stopped smoking I asked myself this is awkward I'm longing for a cigarette and if I take the cigarette it disgusts me mm-hmm. that's a strange contradiction right (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that made me like okay this is when I feel the urge I didn't give in the urge if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so that's how I give myself more space for my feelings because I was numbing my feelings with with cigarettes Mm -hmm. before that so when I quit smoking, that was a huge uh, uh, success for me. I was like, wow. I mean, um, and to be honest, I uh, smoked three packages a day. Mm. So talking about addiction. Congratulations. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And then afterwards, it was work. 
So uh, I had a lot of uh, addictions, uh, letting go of addictions and just feel my feelings. That's why this podcast is feel your feelings, because then you start to follow your heart instead, instead of your head, because only your heart can make you happy, not your head. And there's oftentimes a disconnect between the two. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So how, how, um, when did you saw the first results that you thought, okay, now I am getting on my path? I remember I had made a pan of brownies and I was like, I'm going to eat a brownie. And I ate a brownie. I don't think there was any feeling behind it. I had just made them and I, I ate it. Mm -hmm. And I remember eating it and I did not feel any different. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this didn't work. <laughs> so then I ate another brownie to see what would happen and nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, so maybe this is what it feels like to feel my feelings, to process them, mm -hmm. and then to have something that's not connected to or correlated to my feelings and me trying to stuff them mm -hmm. but it was very like you said awkward mm -hmm. um because for so long I felt like I was not in a good place and then I would eat the sugar and instantly feel better and and yeah. have that rush and I didn't have it this time and it was awkward but it was also kind of liberating at the same time yeah uh, oh i totally get it yes i can imagine that must be a, a big step in in uh well in, in your healing journey actually mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and how did you amplify that from there it was okay well if the brownie didn't do this then maybe the drink of the the caffeinated soda pop that I'm drinking, mm -hmm. I don't need that either. And so mm -hmm. then I cut that out and it just slowly became this process of cutting things out. And I think as I did that, I was more able to feel my feelings because I wasn't numbing them. I didn't have those things in place to, to allow myself to numb or check out anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did it feel? It felt amazing. And I think that's what's so fascinating with all of this. I mean, I felt like I was happier. I felt like my moods were better. I felt like I was more in touch with my feelings, which, which allowed me to be more in touch with other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. I had more energy. I had the foggy brain that I had experienced. There were so many things that happened. Mm -hmm. And kind of a byproduct of that was some weight loss. And so that's what everybody noticed, right? They're like, well, you lost weight. You look great. And I'm like, I don't care. Let me tell you how I feel. Let me tell you about the internal transformation because I don't really care about the weight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Feeling happy and confident and feeling my feelings and not using food to stuff them. Wow, that's awesome. And I totally can relate to that because um if you do the in the inner work, you glow differently. That's mm -hmm. that's, and you don't care about the outside, um, as you say, like the, the, the kilos or uh, the dress you wear or the outer things. But it's it's your inner feeling, 
that mm -hmm. that makes a huge difference and i think it reflects in how you show up in the world yeah 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 i think um people who did their healing work are much more happier than people who didn't who think that they don't have emotional wounds totally agree yeah and i think we're kind of seeing that unfold with how society treats one another Absolutely. when they don't agree yeah yeah until you beat the system mm -hmm. and uh because the system and society and whoever don't dictate your life mm -hmm. only you but you you gotta be well stand your ground and mm -hmm. uh understand who you are and what you want in life and be authentic then you will attract other people who are authentic as well because yeah that's the vibration I, that's the energy yes. you attract yes and what i love about what you just said monique is you said be you didn't say do you said be exactly. there's a big difference <laughs> yes oh yeah i was a doer i was a, a, a huge and you know what my productivity made me feel like a hero right yes because i was on top of the of the hill you know being productive like an idiot but the only one and i was angry all the time as well mm. so and now i am at peace and I can mm -hmm. announce my feelings, what, what things or situations doing with me. Mm -hmm. Give the other person the opportunity to tap into my feelings, what I feel, and, and um, open up to receive what the other person is feeling, mm -hmm. to create a connection. Because only when you really have a connection, you have the possibility to have a dialogue with, with people. Because everybody is okay. Everybody has, has her or his lessons to learn. But if you have empathy, there is space to explore the way you think or feel and how the other person think or feel is or feeling and then you have a connection and that makes a great exchange in my opinion i agree we're almost uh, at 25 minutes i want to ask you uh melissa to to share your three takeaways for uh, in your journey, uh, the toxic journey of getting away from sugar and, and food? I think the biggest thing and the one that has had the most impact is to replace judgment with curiosity. I think we're so quick to judge or 
shame or guilt or should, but if we can replace those thoughts, those words with why, mm-hmm. or even what am I looking for, mm-hmm. that can be incredibly powerful. I agree. So I think replacing judgment with curiosity is huge. And I think the other thing is your feelings are not right or wrong. They just are. So give yourself space and permission to feel them and, and know that they could be indicative of something that might need some more work or maybe something you want to tap into. For example, I've been feeling like I have a little bit of creativity in me that's been unexpressed. So how can I channel that? feeling into something productive. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is it's okay to get help and support and have people with you on the journey. It's so much better to do it together than by ourselves. I don't think we're meant to do this alone or in yep. isolation, but we need each other. Absolutely. And it's way more fun together. Absolutely. Who doesn't need more fun? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, but you need the same attitude to, to work together because otherwise, if one is really fixed, has a fixed mind, mm-hmm. you're talking to the wall. I mean, that's, that's impossible. Well, Melissa, I thank you so much for sharing your story and, and having this conversation uh, with me and um, to share your story with, with my listeners. I uh, want to sign off at this moment and uh, see you on another episode. Bye for now.